Welcome into another episode of Dads in Time Out. This is your host, Jesse Williams, a.k.a. J. Will. And today, I'm going to give you a podcast live from my lunch break, which I didn't eat lunch on. I just drank a Coke and a Mountain Dew because that's how I roll. Um, so normally, I do this podcast off of my laptop with a nice microphone. So this isn't the best quality in the world, but it's what I got. And I wanted to get some things off my chest that I feel like I keep having to address with sports fans, especially college basketball fans and college football fans, mainly because, and you know what, I really should change the name of this podcast to Fans in Time Out, where I put fans in time out for some of the ridiculous things y'all say on Twitter. And I'm not even going to read y'all's tweets because it doesn't deserve the time of day. That's how I actually feel. And if you don't like it, I get it. But here, here's my issue. I have no problems, excuse me, with people being passionate about their teams. I have no problem with people being upset when players decide to graduate or, or decide to leave for the draft early or decide to transfer. You're entitled to your feelings, and I'm entitled to mine. And this is a sports podcast, and so I'm entitled to respond. And so I think my problem becomes when that anger turns into tweets that just sound ridiculous, right? Let me give you an example. A certain player for the Arkansas Razorbacks football team, since I, I live in Arkansas, I'm an Arkansas fan, but I'm not a diehard like a lot of these people, and and, and I'll get to that. And I'll get to and I'll tell you why. Like I grew up loving Arkansas Razorbacks when I moved to Arkansas when I was eight years old. I was already mad about leaving Pittsburgh and the Pirates and the Penguins and the Steelers behind. I was already mad about not living in a major league NFL and NHL city anymore and moving to Arkansas. My dad's like, they have the Razorbacks. And I'm like, is that a real team? And that wasn't disrespectful. I was just a pro sports fan at eight years old. Barry Bonds, Mario Lemieux were all playing during that time. So... I became an Arkansas fan and watched them win the national championship in basketball in 94 and then go back. And then, you know, Arkansas sports fell off for a while, especially the football team when they hired Chad Morris. And even under Brett Bielma, it got real bad, right? So a certain player for the Razorbacks decided he was going to enter the transfer portal for the football team, a wide receiver. I feel like that's in the players, right? The rule is this year that if they transfer, they can play immediately. And yeah, he was going to be the number two receiver. But listen, if the guy doesn't want to go to school there and play for that team anymore, he doesn't want to go to that school and play anymore. And some dude gets on my timeline and calls him a quitter and then defends it. So wait a minute. So when Jalen Tate, for the basketball team, when Jalen Tate and Justin Smith and Vance Jackson all decided to come play for the Hogs. Were they quitters? These players that we're getting this year from Pittsburgh and Miami and, and whatever Dakota that, that guy's from, no disrespect to him, are they quitters that are coming to our team? Like, where's that same energy? So you guys are calling these guys quitters because they're not playing for the Razorbacks anymore. And I get it. I get that what especially in basketball what this has done is guys get recruited they don't get the playing time and they immediately jump ship but here's the thing you're not inside that program you're not inside the practices how do you know that that guy was going to play the next year 
if these guys have dreams of going to the NBA, and if, and if some of these guys are good enough to go to the NBA, they should transfer where they can get more playing time and get more exposure. So calling them quitters when I believe it's safe to say that every single person that listens to this podcast has not worked the same job the entire time that they have been employed. I know I haven't. I've quit jobs and I put my little two weeks notice in. You know, I try to leave things the right way for the most part. Actually, funny thing, I had a former employer call me today. Um, talk, he just wanted to, to catch up and talk. And, you know, we're still good and he still talks to me about certain things and we had a great conversation. And my former employer after him, had, had, I've, I still visit that restaurant and frequent that establishment and they welcome me with open arms. They're not like, oh, you decided to quit. Like, F you. Like, come on, man. It's ridiculous. I don't understand why in sports we act like players have to be loyal. If you work at a job and you're not getting the opportunities you desire, your employer isn't being loyal to you. They're all about the business and the dollar. These coaches aren't being quote unquote loyal to the players. I'm not saying they're being disloyal. But they're doing what's in the best interest for their team so they can get wins, so they can get contract extensions and make money. Because that's at the end of the day, besides for the love of what we do, we do it to make a living to support our families. I wish I was supporting my family with this podcast. But I give you that energy like I am. I'll give you an example. I was on a radio station, an internet sports radio station, for a while, and they gave us an opportunity and we were really thankful for that opportunity. But we decided that we wanted to do things on our own, go into podcasting. When we were the Rehab Sports Guys, shout out Ian Hall, my buddy. You can find him at Neon underscore Sports Guy. You can find me at J at J Will Sports Guy. And so they have been pretty loyal, and not loyal, but they've been, they were, they were cool when we left. As far as I know, now I know other people haven't always had the greatest experience with this station, but that's fine. When I left, there was no bad blood. They still retweet some of my stuff. Shout out 12-Ounce Sports Radio. Shout out Scout Team that helped us get that opportunity. We decided that, and the main reason we left was, had nothing to do with a personal issue with 12-Ounce Sports Radio. The reason that we left is, When you're not getting paid to do something, when we were doing this just for fun, being stuck in a certain time slot was really hard for our schedule. So we decided, hey, let's do a podcast whenever we can do it. And there was no, like, I was being disloyal. Now, had I signed a contract, and I think that's what people are going to try to rebut this with, has been like, oh, well, these guys got a scholarship. And it's like, okay, if I get a scholarship, an academic scholarship from a school, and I decide to transfer... I don't know how that process works, but if another university is saying, hey, like if you come here because you're interested in attending our university and we'll match that scholarship, then what's the problem? Well, you took that scholarship from somebody else. No, you didn't take anything. You earned that scholarship. Like these players earned it through their play in high school and keeping their grades good enough to be eligible. And so that scholarship would have gone to another athlete but that athlete most likely got a scholarship somewhere else and let's see when people start criticizing players and calling them quitters stop 
acting like you care about other people who were cost a scholarship because you're not even respecting the players who got that scholarship. I'm not a sports, college sports genius by any means. But I have noticed since I've gotten on Twitter that it's just, and I want to say something, but it's going to come off really badly. And it's going to come off like I'm saying something I don't intend. But you know what? Screw it. I'm going to say it anyways. And I'm going to, I'm just going to say what I think as carefully and as real as I can. And by the way, I lived in a very small town of Arkadelphia, Arkansas for 10 years. And I love everybody there. And I'm not saying that this is everybody that is in small towns. But I'll get I'll use Arkansas as an example. I meet a lot of people in Arkansas who don't like pro sports. Why? A lot of it has to do with there are no pro sports in Arkansas. So people get more attached to the Razorbacks. And yeah, they like pro sports. But in their minds, the college players play harder and they're playing for something. And the NFL players get paid. And all I hear is they get the money and they quit. And I'm like, I think you're overgeneralizing. If you play haphazard in the NFL, you're going to get your head knocked off. So I don't think that's it. And so a lot of times, people in college towns, that's... And especially people who went to the university and live in that place. Like if they live in Fayetteville, Arkansas. They have an attachment to that team and they they can tell you all the recruits and all the players and they feel like they're a part of it. Where, and so their exposure is to that team in college and a lot of these guys used to play high school sports. Whereas in big cities, you have millions of people that aren't all from that place. But even if they are, they had the Yankees and the Mets and the Rangers and the Islanders and the Knicks and now the Nets and the Giants and the Jets in New York and all the other things that go on in big cities. Big cities have a lot more to offer entertainment-wise, right? And that's not a knock on small cities. I love living in small towns. I live in a small town of under 10,000 people right now again. And there are benefits to living in a small town. Traffic's not nearly as bad. You actually get to create intimate relationships with the people around you. I prefer to live in a small town. But we call it a bubble. And when I went to Washtenaw Baptist University in Arkadelphia when I was 20 years old, I took two years off out of high school, they called it the bubble. Why? Because everybody kind of stayed on campus and hung out, which was fine. And we didn't really venture out into the town a whole lot. And so you kind of got stuck in this bubble where you were just around a bunch of like-minded people. And I wonder if some fans, and I'm not saying this about all, please, if you're a college sports fan, I may not even be talking to you. It's a select group of people that identify themselves with these universities, but they don't, they're not a part of the team. They don't donate to the university. They're not faculty of the university. And most of them aren't even current students. And so I just don't understand what mindset you have to be able to ridicule a college kid for deciding he wants to go somewhere else. I I just don't understand why we act like athletes, especially college athletes, have to decide to go to a school and then if they and then they have to finish at that school. Like I thought it was all about teaching these kids responsibility and teaching these kids life lessons. Like that's your job. That's not your job. 
That's the parents' job. And schools don't teach that either. You get some professor who starts giving you theoretical ideas about how the world works. And a lot of it's unrealistic. They don't teach you how to balance your money. Unless you have really good professors, which I've had a couple, that are personally involved with you. A lot of these schools have like, what, 30,000 students? It's not practical. It's not, it, it doesn't work that way. And so it just really irritates me that people feel like they can just call people quitters. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me, man. And it's, to me, it's disingenuous. It doesn't really line up with the kind of ethics and values that you proclaim or claim to have. And then you're just out here attacking people that have sat down with their parents and are making the best decision for them. Like Arkansas had a basketball player that transferred and people were like, oh, why did he have to transfer inside the conference? But if you would have got a transfer from any other school in the SEC, you'd be happy. You wouldn't call them quitters. You'd be like, welcome to Fayetteville. And listen, a lot of the fan base for the Razorbacks is great. I see a lot of people who wish some of these players nothing but the best. But those of y'all who didn't is what we call fanboys or fangirls. Like, it just drives me up the wall that you think it's okay. And it's also these kids. I remember when Malik Monk decided to go to Kentucky. Malik Monk was from Little Rock, and he was a four- or five-star recruit. I can't remember. He's in the NBA now, plays for the Hornets. And they just, like, bombarded this dude when he decided not to go to Arkansas, even though Arkansas was not near the program Kentucky was at the time. Argue with me all you want. Kentucky's a top-tier program. Yeah, they were down this past year. But what does Calipari do? He puts guys in the NBA. Oh, and look at some of the guys he has put in the NBA that have gone on to be super successful players. Uh, Julius Randle, Anthony Davis, Derrick Rose when he was at Memphis, just to name a few. Um, Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, not so much, but I mean, he's still in the league, or he was. I'm not sure if that dude's still in the league. He may not be in the league anymore. Malik Monk's in the league. Devin Booker. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins, John Wall, all these guys played for Coach Cal. Why? They may not win the national championship every year, but they're going to go to the draft. That's his selling pitch. And so I just think that these fans are getting out of control. And I'm really... I didn't even want to do this because I feel like I'm spending so much time giving that energy feedback. But I'm here to... and. And then they're the whole people that, and there's a course of people unloading a truck behind me, and it's really loud, so I apologize for the background noise. But there's just these people who claim to love the university so much, but don't pay the players. And I get, I get the argument about why you don't want to pay the players. But then when the G League, if the G League ever becomes successful enough, basketball players are just going to stop going to the NCAA. And what's going to happen is the NCAA is going to be filled with a bunch of players who aren't going to make the NBA because all the guys who want to make the NBA and have no interest in going to college, but there's nothing wrong with that. I got plumber friends that never went to college. I guarantee you they're smart at plumbing, and I would rather have them fix my plumbing than have a dude who went to college and learned about it in a book. And that's not a shot at college because there's a lot of college kids and doctors go to school, but they also do clinicals, right? So it's a, it's a healthy balance. Why do you care if a kid goes to college? My buddy made the argument international basketball is different. They didn't go to college. Yeah, because he got the, he, he was playing against pros. That's exactly my point. 
Like, he was playing against pros when he was 16. We have, like, laws against that. Like, you have to graduate high school and all that, I'm not, which is good. I think everyone should graduate at least high school. I don't know why I think that, but it's a good thing. But stop acting like college sports is the end-all, be-all. Like, most of the guys that stay four years aren't even going to be good college players anyway. So they come for a year or two, and then they're gone. Why? Because their talent exceeds what college basketball has become. And guys are looking at college basketball, and it's like, man, if a coach gives me some money so I can go get some food, then the program's going to be on probation. And it's just the NCAA has just created this super legalistic rule system that's impossible to sustain. And, I, and yes, the NCAA should have rules like people shouldn't be able, like agents and, and bookies and all these other people, boosters is what I was looking for, shouldn't be able just to hand out money and like take advantage of these young athletes. For sure, for sure. Like that's for sure. So why not let them go to the G League? College basketball, the college game is a lot different from the NBA game. They run a lot different sets. Not all, but a lot. Coaches use timeouts way too much in college, but that works in college, and that's why they do it, because the coaches are actually paid to win games. Cal from Kentucky just happens to be able to win games and develop players in NBA stars. There's a lot of programs that just want to win games, try to win national titles, and the NBA development's a smaller part of it, which nothing wrong with that. So if a kid comes out of high school and he knows he's going to go to the league, but he can't because of that one-and-done rule. He can't go to, straight to the NBA. Why not go to the G League, put some money in his pocket, help his family, and play more basketball? And not have to worry about juggling keeping your grades up and not taking money from boosters. Because a lot of us have never had those people offering us $80,000 to go play somewhere. You think at 18 years old, I'm turning down eighty grand? Maybe, but I'm not saying it would be easy. I probably wouldn't turn down eighty grand. I'd probably take eighty grand and go whatever school they told me to. And then when they get hit with sanctions after that one year, I'm jumping to the league. It happens over and over and over again. Like that's the main reason why we look down on guys like Rick Patino and John Calipari. But if that system wasn't in place and they were just going to get the best players by whatever means necessary. And, and stop talking about how these schools don't have enough money that they can't afford these players. Yes, they can. All these D1 schools, it, it's all about budgeting. It's where you put your money. And I'm not saying they should pay the players because I think that's ridiculous. Like the boosters shouldn't pay them. Whatever. Like, I think if you use my likeness and you make money off my jersey, I should get some money from it. That's just how I think. It's called capitalism. It's funny that a lot of people who support capitalism want to... Um, do that. So this has been my podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed and we'll see you next week.